Welcome to Game That Too! What's going on, everybody? It is Game That Tune back in the house once again. It is ya boy John Harrington here, and we got something a little bit special going on tonight. Uh, this should be our episode 156 recording, but we are not doing that because uh, for some reason David Fleming really loves those redo episodes, and he is not available tonight, so we've got a special edition of Game That Tune. It's our first ever Game That Tune Gems Showdown. If you don't know what Game That Tune Gems is, it is our Patreon-exclusive show where we take a look at video game music from 30, 20, and 10 years ago. We just listen to some tunes, we, uh, we talk a little bit about them, but it's really it's our, it's our tune-heavy show that lets us uh, examine tunes from across the decades. And so we wanted to make it a fun head-to-head show for our game night, and so we've got a head-to-head showdown. First up, it's John Regan. Johnny, say hey. Hey. And then it's head-to-head action with Johnny versus Jesse Moore. Say hey. Hey. Hell yeah, fellas. So uh, I shall be your gems master tonight. I've chosen ten games from across the decades, and we uh, we want to keep things moving at a nice fast pace tonight. So we're going to, you know, we're up in the difficulty. We're not going to hard. Uh, but we're going to like you know medium hard. So we've only got two songs from each game. We're gonna hear one song. We're gonna do a trivia question, and then we're gonna play a second song. And here's the twist: whoever writes down and answers first during the second song can take the point. Ooh. So uh, it's a fast-paced game, and uh, yeah, we're just going to see how this goes. So, Johnny, let's start off with our first game, which is from 1989. Game 1. Okay, so yeah, here's the thing. Uh, this uh, May of 1989, there's literally only one game listed that I could find a uh, release date for. So this game was originally released in arcades in 1987, but was ported to several systems, and the NES version is one of the only ports that is playable with a light gun. I thought you said the quickest during the... You said you got the point. Oh, okay. Do I let the song play out if you already got the point? Yeah, play it for now. Okay.
Yeah, I don't want to deny anybody any of this excellent 1989 music because it's the only 1989 music that we've got on tonight's show. But yeah, Jesse, tell them what this game is. Operation Wolf. Yes. Uh, tell them about this game, which I'm sure you played extensively. Is this the one with the Uzi? <laughs> Yeah, you got me, man. I know that this, uh, this is an NES light shooter game that if you weren't playing it on the NES, you are probably playing it in, like, DOS and playing it with a keyboard, which sounds much less fun. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, there was an arcade version, right? Well, yeah, but for so, so those I of us that didn't have the, the arcade ar- machine in our house. Did, did you get the to play? Did the arcade version have the uh, Uzi? Okay. Maybe. Yeah. That's what I'm, I, I don't know. I keep thinking of an Uzi. Did you get to yeah. play the arcade version? With a keyboard? Ooh, like Typing of the Dead? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, John. I'm sure there's a, like an emulator you could do that with. Oh, I'm sure there is, and I'm sure it's terrible. But yeah, no, um, there's really not, uh, not a whole lot to say about Operation Wolf. It, you know, I'm really... Uh, it's funny, this is our first, like, you know, hey, here, you know, public-facing gem show, and it's like, we have one song from 1989. See you later, like... <laughs> I, uh, I almost played the entire soundtrack because the entire soundtrack also to Operation Wolf lasts less than two minutes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, it's Operation Wolf, and uh, I, I know that people that are tuned in for the retro game music, they're a little bit disappointed, but I promise you we're going to make up for it later on in the show. So, uh, you know, sadly, that's the end of 1989, and we have to jump forward into 1999. So, uh, Johnny, let's, uh, let's, uh, head over to the next game and see how you guys are feeling on this one. Game two.
right, so I know you're feeling groovy after that. Uh, trivia for this game. A new peripheral called the JogCon was released alongside the game and packaged with it in certain special editions. So, yeah, I'm giving you guys both a point on that one. Uh, Johnny said Ridge Racer and then tried to correct it to Ridge Racer 4 as Jesse uh, showed his answer. So that's close enough for me. Yes, this is uh, apparently technically called R4 colon Ridge Racer Type 4. Um, Seems like they just couldn't decide on a cool new name for Ridge Racer for this one. But uh, uh, Jesse, did you play Ridge Racer at all? No, this is one of those I missed. Yeah, I wasn't same. really big on racing games until I got a little older. Yeah, I've always kind of liked them, but uh, you know, I've had Ridge Racer on the brain ever since a couple of weeks ago on the main show when we had Ash Paulson on, and he played Ridge Racer Six, and I found out like seriously, I just thought Ridge Racer was like a joke of a series, like uh, basically because of that like the meme with uh, Kaz from the one E three talking about Ridge Racer, and I'm like, wait, no, they're made by Namco and they've got awesome Namco music, like. I mean, if nothing else, I should have listened to it for that. You know, I, I wish I had known. I never even bothered looking into it. But, yeah, uh, Johnny, tell us everything you know about Ridge Racer R4. Uh, well, I think you race um, along ridges, if I remember this right. And mm-hmm. they d- it's in the pota- song, it's a said- potato chip branded game. Yeah. I'm and- so glad we went that way. And in the song, they said they dropped the phrase "Need for Speed" a few times. Uh, so it's I a think, common phrase. <laughs> I think this is one that's that crossover with the Need for Speed series. Yeah, they're both. Uh, they're the ser- I think probably the series that for a time got confused with each other most often. <laughs> like Ridge Racer, Need for Speed. Sure, why not? Throw Forza EA, in there. Same thing. Yeah, exactly. You know, EA doesn't get a pass from me anymore, though. Oh, man, apparently- could you imagine if Namco got to make one of the Maddens? Dude, I'd be so into it. They'd have, like, Pac-Man-themed stadiums and shit. Like, oh. uh, And the music would be great. Oh, <laughs> like, man, yeah. They, they should just do a franchise swap at some point. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so uh. fun if, like, 
there was like franchise swaps for like other stuff like Capcom gets to make Final Fantasy and like, yeah. like I mean, Square gets to make like Gran Turismo. <laughs> it's working out so far for fucking uh you know Namco working with Nintendo. They've done a great job with the Smash Brothers games. Like That's you know, true. they're a competent game maker. Let them take a crack at some of this stuff. <laughs> you know, we could use a mix up on the Madden formulas these days. Like it's just you know. It it's Madden. It's the same thing fucking every year. Like, and why Ubisoft? not? Oh yeah, Ubisoft Man. with Mario and Star Fox kicking uh-huh. ass. And throw mm. some rabbits in that mix. Like, mm. Mm, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, but yeah. So, uh, uh, and do you know anything about this JogCon controller? <laughs> it looks weird. It's bizarre, Johnny. Have you seen this thing? Yeah, I don't understand what you're supposed to do with it. It's I th- I, I think apparently you, you twist it's twist it. It's for precision steering. It's got a dial in the middle, kind of like, you know, from what I hear, uh, the closest comparison was like an old VCR. You ever have one of those VCRs where you had like the dial that you could twist to go rewind or fast forward, like, and it kind of like resets to like the center. It's meant to replicate a steering wheel and it's a terrible fucking idea. (laughs) Like, I don't want to play like Ridge Racer with a little fucking doorknob. Like it's uh, it's a noble <laughs> effort, but like, what? <laughs> yeah, I love it. It's uh, yeah, it's late era like PlayStation One dumb ideas. Just like yeah, yeah I don't know, man. We, you know, what are we gonna do with that dial controller? I don't know. Throw it in the fucking Ridge Racer. Or some it's shit. Like a I steering know. wheel. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> genius. That that's way better than my phone dialing game I had planned. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> put it in with Ridge Racer. <laughs> That sounds like a fun game. It's like a situation where like something happens and you have to dial the right phone number. You know. Yeah. I think it's just. I think this is called. I think this is called having a phone. (laughs) No, it's you know they originally developed it for the PlayStation version of the Flintstone phone, and uh, (laughs) then they decided to talk to you. (laughs) Yeah, but damn it, do I like talking to you? (laughs) Um, But anyway. That's uh, that's Ridge Racer Four, uh, fucking PlayStation Classic. Am I right? Is it in the PlayStation Classic? Probably mm. not. I yeah. feel Does it like matter? one of the Ridge Racer games is on there. Okay, that's good. Maybe they should package three. that PS Classic with the JogCon. That would be a, a nice touch. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. So you know, good round. And Johnny, let's keep it going, man. Game three. In 2001, a patent filed by Nintendo for a gaming smartphone had this specific game listed as one of the phone's built-in games. 
Well, yeah, you guys uh, throw those up at almost the exact same time. <laughs> Once again, I'm not sure about this whole uh, first answer format. <laughs> when the games are as obvious as this one. Johnny, tell them what it is. This is Super Mario Brothers Deluxe for the Game Boy Color. Fuck yeah. <laughs> it is, man. We previously used this on a regular edition of Game That Tune, but this is a special show, so games uh, just might come back up. And, uh, you know, I did not realize, uh, you know, how much, uh, you know, like, I didn't realize that, like, a Game Boy, even the Game Boy Color could, uh, like, even come close to replicating Super Mario Brothers. Like, I thought there was, a, you know, like, a gap between, like, the graphic qualities and stuff like that, and... Um, maybe I'm just talking out of my ass here because uh, they they did pretty uh pretty okay on this one. Um, besides the <laughs> fact that the screen is super small and you can't see shit. Like, did you ever actually try to play this one? Yeah, like it doesn't fit the whole vertical height of the original Mario Brothers, and the original yes. Mario Brothers is not that tall. It's only 224 pixels tall. Like, yeah, that's no, not it's a lot. Hilarious. Yeah, like, it's so cropped, like, you jump off the screen regularly, and, like, some of those long jumps are, like, completely blind now. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, this uh, this game's actually kind of an extra nightmare now. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but um, they, they put a lot of cool shit in this, man. Like, they, you know, they did little extra animations and things. Like, you know, I never realized, but, like, going back to the original Super Mario Brothers, the lava, the water, never moves. It does not, uh, no. It, in this, it does. <laughs> Ooh. Um... And they added, like, red coin challenges for the levels. And, um, I think you could switch between Mario and Luigi on the fly. Like, uh, you know. Oh, yeah, and they added the completely necessary feature, an overworld map for the original <laughs> Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> like, Didn't they? Finally. Yeah. got my letters. Damn. Thank God. <laughs> but, Didn't uh, they also pack in, like, um, the uh, super the Japanese Mario Brothers two into this, you know the lost levels. I think they called it like the Super Challenge or something like that. I feel like they did. Um, it's like you know something like uh, Super Players Mode or something where you can unlock it after scoring enough points in the regular mode. Yeah, if you and have three hundred thousand points in the regular mode, you get to play Super Mario Brothers for Super Players. Excellent. That's uh, God, you know, that's gonna be a, like a subtitle of a new game that tune spinoff here soon. Game that tune for super players. <laughs> uh, <laughs> game that tune yeah, pros for game that tune. <laughs> uh, game that tune presents game that tune super players presented by game that tune. Uh, but yeah, and uh, I think they uh, just to make it a little less brutal since you can't see shit. I think they let you backtrack a little bit, which is uh, something that. Yeah, I actually appreciate it for a Mario game because there'd be times when I was a kid and I'd walk by that warp pipe and my brother'd be like, "No, you fucking missed it," and you just couldn't go back. Like uh, being able to go back just a hair that really opens the game up a little bit. Like, um, but still, uh, who hadn't played just fuckloads of Super Mario Brothers at this point? But uh, you know, cool game. And it makes me wonder about that Nintendo smartphone that got patented and we never saw anything about it. Like, they had that idea in 2001? They were just going to put out a smartphone with fucking Super Mario Brothers already on it? You know, man, they were ahead of the game. I don't know why they didn't do that. Yeah. Uh, you know, it would have been a good idea. They could have killed the N-Gage before it was even born. Alabama style. <laughs> Uh, Wait, no, oh. not Alabama style. Uh, everywhere but Alabama Ooh, style. Anyway, wow. moving on to game four. <laughs> game four.
right, guys. Uh, let's see who gets it after this trivia. This was the first game released for the PlayStation console that required a DualShock controller. <laughs> Jesse's so ready. So Jesse was uh, fast on the draw on that one. I think he knew what it was after the first song. That was Ape Escape. Fuck yeah, man, it is. Uh, man, there need to be more games centered around apes. You know, funny, running amok apes. Uh, man, how many Donkey ape- Kong? Yeah, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Super monkey ball. <laughs> okay, you you might have me there. You know. Oh, there's yeah, that yeah. new one where you're a gorilla that escapes from a um a like lab and you like have to smash through guards. I think. Oh, what's it called? I think it's like out ape out or something. It looks really cool, actually. Oh. It's a new game. I was gonna say you're not making this up. It's no. It's I really swear to you, it is brand it looks new ape really game. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> New ape game, name not final. <laughs> that sounds like a good ape game, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, uh, Jesse, did you put much time in on Ape Escape? You know, unfortunately, this is another one I missed. However, I am familiar with the apes based on Metal Gear Solid 3. I so, uh... <laughs> love that cameo, and it was almost the trivia, but I was like, eh, I already got one controller-based trivia question for this round. Might as well go for two. And, uh, yeah, man, I love Snake versus the Monkeys. Like, it's, uh, ugh, what a silly fucking inclusion for Metal Gear Solid 3. <laughs> yeah, that was a good crossover. Uh, all I want is just Snake saying, apes. Yeah, that's, that's it. <laughs> Don't you Monkeys. have one about him talking about a specific ape? Yeah, is there, you know, I think I might have a deleted scene from that on the uh, soundboard here. There's a gorilla wearing a tie here. He's huge. I don't think I could even lift that piece. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> oh my god! It's from that it's deleted so scene. Every time, yeah, so Snake good. gets uh, penis envy over a gorilla. Maybe that's in that new ape out. <laughs> uh, that's what ape out's about. You're about a, gor- a really well hung gorilla. 
Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh whoa. <laughs> Um, but yeah, man, Ape Escape's cool, you know, fucking PlayStation exclusive, you know, got everybody on board with the, uh, the DualShock controller, I mean, you know, maybe, uh, Sony should have been a little bit more like Nintendo and just, you know, made a joystick controller to begin with, I don't know, man, but maybe if they, if they hadn't, you know, if they, if Nintendo, if Nintendo hadn't come along with the one joystick, would, would Sony have had to come along with two, like... <laughs> You know, Sony's just always trying. You know, they're always playing catch up. It's like, yeah, okay, cool. You want? To, you know, I got two joysticks, dual sticks. How about that? It's like, I'm glad they stopped with that. it too. I yeah. would hate it if the if the trinket team with like, you know, you got a controller, three joysticks, four joysticks, five joysticks. Like a controller that's has all joysticks. Eventually, the controller is just like a stock of broccoli made of joysticks, and it's just impossible oh and inscrutable God. to play games with it. Like, it's the ball with all these little joysticks on. And you have to strap your fingers onto the joysticks in order to correctly hold it. <laughs> Oh, I would, man. <laughs> I would have quit video games. <laughs> Play like this. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, it sounds like something Sony would do if Nintendo did it first. Like, you know, um, your parents are like, oh, I can't play these new games. There's too many buttons. You know, yeah. like, oh, we can't play these new games. There's too many joysticks. <laughs> cool. We fixed it. There's nothing but joysticks now, Dad. <laughs> what the <laughs> hell? <laughs> uh, <laughs> but anyway... Um, as we're about to segue our way out of 1999, I wanted to give a shout out to some games that I didn't get a chance to actually use for the episode, uh, mostly from the Nintendo 64. The only other game that even was on my radar for, uh, 99 for the PlayStation was, uh, Star Ocean Second Story, but I've actually already used that in a previous episode of Gems, uh, focused on PlayStation portable stuff, so, you know, that's off the table. Uh, N64 had several decent games, none of which I could find decent soundtracks for. Um, fucking Command and Conquer, which had a non-vocalized version of the uh, of the original Command and Conquer soundtrack, and I only bring it up as an excuse to get Johnny to play the sound. Space. Thank you. Um, shout out to Superman 64, famously one of the worst games of all time. No, don't shout out. I'm Space. shouting out. We From the makers of Automobili Lamborghini, <laughs> Superman 64-y, fuck that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, then uh, two games that are actually would have been worth talking about and listening to. Uh, Quake 2 for the <laughs> Nintendo 64 and uh, Star Wars Episode One Racer. But for some reason, there is literally no soundtrack to be found for Star Wars Episode One Racer. Well, I, now that's pod racing. <laughs> you know, the old, it sucks. I actually should have gotten it and had it ready to play because the only thing I could find in terms of music from that game is Watto humming the Cantina song. <laughs> that sounds amazing. It's great. It's just him going. <laughs> I want that. <laughs> So I did find that clip of Watto humming the Cantina song, and what a song it was, and what a sensitive portrayal of Jewish space aliens Watto is. <laughs> um, but anyway, so that wraps it up for 1999, man, and uh, as we're headed into 2009, I want to remind everybody the score is currently Jesse has gotten every game correct. Uh, he has four, and Johnny is lagging behind with two. So, Johnny, let's blast forward into 2009 and see if you can uh, bring this thing home. You know I won't. I know you won't! Five.
guys. So, uh, this game is kind of my tie-in to uh, Shovelware Corner for this month. Uh, this game combines match three puzzling with turn-based strategy battles, and no one cares about it because it's Shovelware for the DS. So yeah, Jesse gets the point on that one as well. Uh, Jesse, tell them what this game is. Puzzle Kingdoms. Yes. Puzzle Kingdoms, a game that reeks of needing to be played on a phone and microtransactions, but it's not that because it's on the DS and the Wii. Um, I'm confident that I don't need to ask if either of you played this game. Johnny, did you play Puzzle Kingdoms? Admit it. You know what? I think I did get this because, as you know, <laughs> I was huge into the original Nintendo DS, uh, and I had—I think I amassed a huge DS collection at one point. I had something like five thousand games, uh, right. and this was one of them. Okay, one of the five thousand. You had multiple copies of many games, but <laughs> uh-huh. only one. There was only one Puzzle Kingdoms, baby. <laughs> yeah, that's all you need. Yeah. Um, so tell me your favorite thing about this match three puzzler for the DS, and well, it's how got it a combines cool... match three puzzling with stern, uh, turn-based tr- uh, strategy fights. Well, it's really ahead of its time because it's just like Clash of Kingdoms, <laughs> or Clash of Clans, or Kingdom of Clashes, or what you know, all those fucking stupid mobile, you know, eat your money games. Yeah. Those are different games, like completely different genres of game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. They've all got microtransactions, baby. Yeah. Um, now, honestly, this game doesn't look terrible. 
Uh, it does look kind of terrible, but I'm talking like in terms of like conception, not the worst. Like you choose a party and you have to fight against another party. There's like an overworld map and when you go to a battle, it's a puzzle. And uh, it's kind of, uh, it's, it's kind of funny to say this, it's kind of like Zoop. Um, <laughs> you, got a, you got a board with like mo- uh, different colored tiles on it and you can choose a direction to push in a tile from up, down, left, or right. And you try to match three, so you know you're trying to look at what you're matching, and you're also having to push a certain color onto the board, so it introduces a new color on that side. And the more you match, the more you chain, the stronger your attacks get, and you get to fight the other guys. Uh, it's really basic, but it looks—it actually looks kind of fun. I could see wasting some time on this one, like if you like puzzles and RPG battles, like yeah, that's actually uh, that might be up a couple of our alleys. <laughs> And, you know, it's got some fantasy-ish music. It's got really just, like, uh, kind of bland sound effects. I was uh, listening to some, like, a video of it. And, like, when you attack somebody, they just, they, if they get hit, they just go, ah! Like, <laughs> it's just, <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that, that really sounds like a guy who just got hit with a sword. Like, oh! <laughs> like, so it's, it's puzzles with a lot of just bland yelling. I'm just like... Actually, I could kind of see the merits of this. Like, it's, oh. it's all right. Um, but yeah, it's uh, yeah. I like I said, I only brought it up to uh, to bring up all the shovelware for the month because uh, yeah, man, it's a it's a month rich in shovelware. Let me just do a quick rundown of some of that stuff. You know, just between the DS and the Wii, you got X Men Origins Wolverine. You've got the Destiny of Zorro, Night at the Museum, Battle of the Smithsonian. Pirate Ninja Dodgeball, EA Sports Active, The Rock Band Track Pack Classic Rock, Yu-Gi-Oh! 5D Wheelie Breakers, uh, something called Rolling Stone Drum King, Space <laughs> Camp the Game. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, up the game where I oh, assume that you play as an, as an old man. <laughs> and you? Party Pigs Farmyard Games. <laughs> so, yeah. Like, can you imagine really wanting to go to space camp? But the fact space is, camp this, ruled. Yeah. Well, space camp, I assume, is very fucking expensive. Uh, so I could imagine. I, I would love if somebody's parents got them space camp the game instead of space sending them to space camp because it's <laughs> exactly. way more than their budget. <laughs> You're it's in so fifth sad. grade, and instead of going on the field trip to space camp, you get space camp for we. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Just, just think like, of all the fun things you can do with the controller to exactly. space camp stuff. Yeah, you can move it around like the the ring thing that they put you in. <laughs> yeah, I I don't really know what you're supposed to do with this game. <laughs> um, but yeah, also I think it's great that they had three movie tie-in games. Remember ten years ago when there were movie tie-in games? <laughs> yeah, I I kind of remember vaguely, but I'm uh, still waiting for that Shape of Water game. God, yes. That seems more like uh, like something you'd find on like Newgrounds or something. It would get sexy in a hurry. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah. Puzzle Kingdoms, uh, you know, match three puzzles, turn-based strategy, yelling. It's uh, it's a it's a fucking great game. So three great tastes. Yeah, <laughs> together at last, baby. And Johnny, I know that our soundboard doesn't go past game five, so I don't know what you're gonna do to get us to this next one. We'll find out. Game six.
So in North America, this game was first available only as a digital download via the PlayStation Store as a test case to gauge the success of digital distribution on the PSP. <laughs> Jesse, you're too quick on the damn draw. <laughs> So yeah, Jesse took that one pretty quickly because it's obvious if you uh, know a thing about this series as soon as you hear that music. So uh, Jesse, tell us uh, tell us what we have here. That's uh, Patapon Two on the yeah. PlayStation Portable. Yes, it is. Um, what a what a series Patapon turned out to be, right? Like man, it really came uh, really came to life in Patapon Three because uh, oh. you know they. Uh, they were clearly just going through the motions. There was no soul, no fun being had in these games based on that music. Um, <laughs> did you play Patapon? Because I, you know, there's nothing that I can read about this series that really makes it make sense. <laughs> like, just a, like I don't remember a whole whole lot. I remember it was kind of like a mix between like a god game and a rhythm game. Yeah, and it has this really charming art style and. The music is just, as you can hear, is great. But, I love like, it. You control like a little like tribe of these like uh, I'm not sure what they are, but you go around like you have to fight these big monsters and stuff. But you have to do things like to the beat of the songs and stuff. Yeah, I believe Neat. the things that you control are called patapons. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, and I also made that joke about Patapon Three. Uh, turns out there actually is a Patapon Three. Somehow I felt like this just didn't happen. But uh, yeah, good. There is Patapon Three because there deserves to be. Because I mean, come on, look at this fucking game. Like you're, you know, it's that cool art style where you're just like these little, uh, like little black and white characters with like colorful backgrounds. Um, it's like you know, it's super cool. Uh, but yeah, like. Nothing I can read about everything that I can find in like wikis about this. It's like talking about like stories and tribal combat and all kinds of crazy shit going on. I'm like, <laughs> now hold on, I thought this was just like shapes 
you know, hitting each other or something. Like, yeah, that music <laughs> did not sound like tribal combat. <laughs> yeah, but it's a very happy Japanese tribal combat. Right, exactly. Mm. You know, why not? Um... I mean, like, you know, you read these sentences. I got the, I got the Wikipedia uh, pulled up. During the course of a game, the player learns of a legend that the world was broken and the Patapons ruined because a Wakapon broke the world egg. At the second to last stage, the player finds out the hero was actually the Wakapon who broke the egg. Oh, my God, I'm reading a spoiler. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, you play as the Wakapon? You broke the world egg? I can't oh, believe it. Oh, shit. Woo. Ah, oh, man. You know. <laughs> World egg on my face uh, for reading that spoiler. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's no, kind I of mean, Katamari-esque. Yeah, yeah, no, see, you know, I like it. I like, you know, I kind of like this era of, you know, just weird gaming. Like they were really trying some shit out, and you know, not all of it stuck. Like you know, but respect for PlayStation for you know, putting they, these things out, even if it was just on PSP. Like you know, this and like Loco Roco and shit. Like yeah. You know, out some charming like weirdo games i think and, there's uh, a period where they kind of opened the f- the the valve a little bit on Jap- weird japanese exports and bringing them into the u.s no kidding especially <laughs> on the psp because th- that thing was like weird japanese rpg heaven yeah yeah i like it man and yeah that fucking music's fantastic it's like katamari but even crazier somehow like (laughs) and the fact that the game is a rhythm game makes it even more intriguing like can you imagine katamari if you had to play it at a rhythm to katamari music oh oh. Oh, i would love that oh my god guys stop coming please (laughs) i can't but that's relaxed would that be perfect for switch you know it sounds like it might what about uh, Patapon 2? Should they remake it and put it on Switch? Oh, I thought you were talking about coming. He's <laughs> both. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, all would be perfect for Switch, but no, I think Sony actually still owns the rights to a lot of this stuff, which, you know, kind of a shame. Like, I guess they uh, they were the ones that put it out there to be published, so they get to they get to hang on to it. But yeah, I'd love to see a Patapon resurgence, like. Yeah, the Switch has like it, it can't be that hard. Like a PSP game seems like it'd be pretty fucking easy to export for Switch. <laughs> like they're pre- not like press a button. Exactly. Right click. They're not exactly the same S. thing. You can't put a UMD in a Switch, but you just know it's S W I T H. Just rename the file to dot Switch. <laughs> That's how it works, right? We're gonna Duh. look into this, man. We're getting into programming, man. We're gonna code these things. It's gonna be great. Patapon two dot switch, coming soon from Game That Tune Game Publishing, presented by Game That Tune. And uh, you know, Johnny, let's keep it going, man. We got a game seven on our hands. Game seven.
All right, guys. So this game features four mini-games, including skateboarding that uses the motion sensing of the Wii Remote, axe throwing, and a virtual recreation of Hudson's 16-shot handheld gaming device. So yeah, Jesse swooped in real quick on that one as well, man. You know, tell him uh, tell him how you swooped in at least uh, that quickly, because you know. With that Adventure Island, the is it the new beginning or something? Uh, it's called Adventure Island: The Beginning. Yeah. A um, WiiWare exclusive. The idea of skateboarding minigame using the motion controls. Oh, that sounds rough. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, don't say good, because it sounds like no. it would be rough. Man. When you said that, I was like, no. Oh, no, <laughs> no, no. Don't yeah. do that, please. Yeah. No. I was tricked into trying to skateboard in the original Adventure Island. They can't have made it good. <laughs> like, yeah, it was already bad. <laughs> I love Adventure Island, though, man. What a Yeah, it's charming. What a game. It is charming. And um, the whole war between that and Wonder Boy is hilarious. But that's right. something else. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I don't. I didn't see Wonder Boy the beginning on this list, so uh, you know, sorry about that. You know, Higgins forever, Wonder Boy never. Um, but yeah, uh, I never played uh, this <laughs> hot take. Yeah. A Higgins hot take. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> wow, man, I didn't think that was a hot take, but hey, here we are. That um, is because. Yeah, it's funny. I didn't play very many WiiWare exclusives at all. Like, uh, you know, and it sucks that this is a WiiWare exclusive. It's gone. You know, it's over, <laughs> folks. You can't have this anymore. Like, this charming Adventure Island remake, it's just not, you know, it's, it's not available anymore. It was never released on anything but WiiWare. Uh, yeah, that's the one but, problem with the console download, you know, exclusive services is once the console goes away the games tend to go away it's not like the only download service that i trust is steam i feel like that'll never go away but everything else is like oh yeah you never know i am saying like i you know i don't trust any of it like uh you know especially like you you know even while the console is still active they like delist things and like make things so you can't play them anymore like you know it's uh it's tough, man. And, you know, seeing how charming this game looks, I'm like, yeah, why, you know, 
again, it can't be that hard to export this and make this now a Switch eShop exclusive. Like, this game looks charming. It's the original Adventure Island, but, you know, made in graphics from 2009. Like, <laughs> and at, that, at this point, those graphics are almost fucking nostalgic. Like... <laughs> I'm nostalgic for, like, the Wii Sports level of graphics. Like, <laughs> you know, I want to play those again. <laughs> they look terrible on my TV now, but I love them. Um, and, yeah, it's just, uh, I don't know, man. They they really should bring these back. You know, because, uh, you know, I don't know. Developers were getting busy with some, uh, some like, retro remakes for the, uh, for the WiiWare service, for all these download services. Because it was, like, the perfect thing. Like, nobody would ever pay more than $10 for them. But, like, you know, it takes minimal effort. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, like, you have to go people to the store. download them or they don't. You know, yeah. Done. You <laughs> like, sit there in your underwear, download a game, and play it. Like, yeah. It's great. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah, and uh, but yeah, I should say this is uh, this is the portion of the show where uh, we make up for lost time for 1989. We got uh, we got some good uh, some good retro remakes uh, right here, man. Starting with this Adventure Island beginning. So uh, Johnny, I know you don't have a sound to keep us going to game eight. So uh, I, I can't wait to see what you freestyle to keep us moving, man. So this one, it's an opportunity for Johnny to catch up a little bit. You can get a bonus point by answering this bonus trivia question. Which character had their name changed from the NES version uh, on this new Wii version of this game?
right. So, uh, you know, Jesse, uh, he was quick on the points on that one. Um, uh, you guys both know what this is, so why don't you shout it out? Mike Tyson's punch out. Or just punch out for we. Punch out we. Okay, yeah, John Fail. It's punch out for we. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Mike Tyson was thoroughly canceled. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and, uh, you know, I'm going to leave it open if uh, one of you guys figures out who has the, uh, the name change. I mean, you know, come on, guys. I'm trying to remember. Um, I like Johnny's was, guess was, of the racist one, as though that narrows it down at all. Like, yeah, they half of them were. Huh. Yeah. Uh, was it, was yeah. it King Hippo? No, King Hippo is still King Hippo. He's fucking classic. But yeah, uh, you know this game fucking rules. Uh, you know, I bought this game. Uh, you know, basically just. You know, I felt like I could have rented it, but it came with a free nunchuck, and I'm like, yeah, fuck it, I'll buy it for another nunchuck. Like, you know, that's cool. And, uh, yeah, this game did disappoint me. This game's pretty fucking fun. Um, you know, just like, you know, there's something fun about taking just classic punch out formula, adding a couple little, uh, extra bells and whistles, and, you know, adding like a new game plus mode where everybody comes back with new ways to defend their, uh, you know, defend their, like, you know, weak spots. Uh, did you, uh, did, Jesse, did you ever play this? Not this one, no. Ah, okay. Yeah, I love the new game plus mode because, like, once you go through the you know the regular circuit, uh, Mike Tyson is no longer the final boss. Mister Sandman has been bumped up to final boss. Um, but you can start a second game, and everybody comes back with like a new way of defending themselves. Like Glass Joe has on the uh, like the sparring headwear, so he doesn't get knocked out as easy. <laughs> um, uh, fucking King Hippo, he's literally like duct taped a manhole cover over his stomach <laughs> so that you can't <laughs> hit it. Uh, That's pretty awesome. It's, it's pretty funny, man. It's uh, it's a lot of fun. And yeah, you guys, uh, no, neither of you guys keyed in on the bonus point uh, question of who gets the uh, the name change. Uh, would it help if I told you no one's sure whether or not they changed it to avoid conflict with Capcom or a car manufacturer. Oh, oh Honda. Honda Piston. Piston Honda. <laughs> yep. Piston Honda became Piston Hondo for some reason. Um, well, it's less pixels to change. You know, change that A to an O. Yeah, just shave that little <laughs> thing off the A. No, but, it, you know, I just think it's funny that they, like, acquiesce to somebody. Because it's like, you know, when I was a kid... Obviously, I never took Piston Honda as a car reference. Like, Honda is a perfectly normal Japanese name, I assume. Like, yeah. Based on what I know of yeah. video games and Japanese people, you've got E-Honda and you've got Piston Honda. Therefore, Honda is the most common Japanese name. Um, yes. Yeah, it follows. But, yeah, they uh, they changed it, and it actually, uh, they're, you know, they kind of tipped their hand in the game as to maybe who they were worried about. Um, Doc Lewis has some taunts for when you're fighting Piston Honda. Uh, let's see, who might they have thought would be, you know, after them with quotes like, This sucker needs an oil change. <laughs> Flatten him out with a one-two star punch, Mac. It's time to say sayonara. He's overheating, baby. Let's send him to the scrapyard. <laughs> yeah, I uh, think Capcom would be pretty upset about that one. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> they're talking about, you know, Capcom's car beating him up minigame. 
that was most easily beaten with E Honda. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I love that. Like, you know, I don't know. Like, I didn't think Honda, the motor company, had a, you know, had like a fucking copyright or a trademark on Honda. But I guess in combination well, with the uh, word pissed and. Yeah. So I think they absolutely do. <laughs> oh, I mean, I'm just saying. Like, it's, you know, I, I thought it was a last name. I mean, you know, I guess Ford is still a last name. And you can't call a fucking character like. Do would you be worried if you called a somebody you know like Ricky Ford, and he drove a car? I mean, you know, where was, where is the line? <laughs> there's a guy named Ford in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Exactly. You know, my man Ford. I what love about that guy. Toyota? Um, yeah, I mean, that. see, that seems more obvious, because I, I feel like if you go to, like, a chart of, like, Japanese naming trends, nobody's named Toyota. I feel like that actually is just a corporation. It's kind of like Fishbulb, you know, that? like, two things come together to, ma- like, make a name. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Toyota's actually probably just, like, two people's names combined to make a company, and, you know, uh, whatever. But, uh, but yeah, punch out for Wii. <laughs> it's really cool. <laughs> um... There's an unlockable fight at the end where you can fight Donkey Kong, um, which yeah we've because t- yeah we discussed this on the regular game that tune show like you can fight Donkey Kong. They almost did it to where you could fight Princess Peach, and they're right. like, wait a minute, like, yeah. no, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like at no point in this boxing game should you hit a woman. Like cool Nintendo, good thinking. <laughs> You know, yeah, yeah, it's, 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 it's the kind of thing where if they were all women, you'd be fine, you know. Yeah. Oh, dude. You, yeah. You definitely Girl can't be out. the only one. I'd be punch in, out. I'd be in rumble roses. I'd be so in favor of a gender swap punch out. <laughs> like, but uh, but yeah, oh, yeah, and really, fighting Donkey Kong makes more sense as an unlockable fight because a man beating up a gorilla is like kind of fun and cool. Oh, <laughs> but, it's like, the dream. Is it? Is it? A little bit. I, yeah. I like, cannot you tell you. Beat up a gorilla. I cannot if I tell could? you. Because for one, a gorilla would would destroy you. Jesse, yes. for one. Jesse, do you have any idea how many zoos I've been kicked out of trying to live my dream? Okay. <laughs> this <laughs> championship gorilla boxer. I'm gonna fight that fucking gorilla. <laughs> you just Go stare the at them, make eye contact while they're in the cage, and they just freak out. Go yeah, to the zoo, look at that, that fucking gorilla. Trash. I can see it. Yeah. You know, every time he, <laughs> every time he, uh, I like make a certain move at him, he moves, and it just—it's an open opportunity for me to hit him and get a star punch. I mean, like this gorilla's got so many tails. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm just saying it's more satisfying to fight a gorilla, which you cannot in real life beat up. <laughs> like, you know, it, you know, realistically, if you fought a gorilla in a boxing match, you'd get killed or have like both your arms ripped off. <laughs> if after like winning the world title twice, you fought a woman, it's like, no, okay, hold on, like that, you know, that buildup doesn't track at all. <laughs> like, so yeah, um, and you know, maybe Floyd Mayweather had something to do with that. Maybe like, it's like a euphemism, euphemism for something. Like, well, we can't show you fuck a woman. <laughs> So, <laughs> you better claim your prize one. by defeating one in you know, pugilist combat. I don't know. I still don't feel very good about that. Yes. <laughs> but <laughs> anyway, this man, this is worse. <laughs> <laughs> this really just kind of took the wind out of my sails. I don't feel. Like I'm giving up the belt. <laughs> God, this game got um, dark. But yeah, no, the game's fucking great. And uh, Johnny, keep it going, man. Resident Evil. Why is that still on the soundboard? 
So this game features a new mode, including multiplayer up to four players, 100 completely new stages, and a new feature never seen in the original game, slopes.
All right, Jesse, you got it again, man. I'm giving Johnny a point, though, too. He's, it's not like he's going to come back. There's no lightning round tonight. So, uh, Jesse, tell him what we got here. Uh, Bubble Bobble Neo Plus. Yes. Actually, uh, specifically, this is Bubble Bobble Plus for WiiWare. It was called Bubble Bobble Neo when it came out on, like, Xbox Live Arcade. Um, but, yes, Bubble Bobble Plus. Um... A retro remake for WiiWare, much like Adventure Island in the beginning. Um, yeah, uh, I don't care for Bubble Bobble all that much. It's fine. Oh, wow. But, you know, it, 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 it's, it's fine. Uh, yeah, There's a hot I, uh, take. In terms of games that we're going to like, that I would like maybe buy as a retro remake, I would probably gone for like Bust a Move. But, you know, Bubble Bobble's all right. Like, uh, in fact, yeah, I did buy Bust a Move. I've, I gotta plug my Wii and play that fucking Bust a Move Plus, which might be on next month's game. That tune, Jim's. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, uh, Jesse, you know, tell us how much you love Bubble Bobble. It doesn't have to be specifically this one because I'm confident that you didn't play it. Oh, okay. Um, so uh, there used to be a famous Amos. Um, I, th- I mean, I think it's still there, but. This particular famous Amos had a bubble bobble machine in it. Dope. And I remember when we'd go and eat there, I would always play bubble bobble on the machine. And that was, I thought it was fun as a kid, you know, it was like you get to yeah. this little dragon thing. You get to uh, turn monsters into fruit, you know, mm-hmm. dragon stuff. You get, yep. <laughs> you, get the, you get the bubble, then you bobble. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The final boss is like a, a weird drunk guy. There's yeah. bosses? Um, <laughs> huh? There's bosses? I've never gotten there is, There are bosses. Bubble, bubble. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The final boss is super drunk, a.k.a. Grumple Gromit. Ah. Uh, I prefer super me. drunk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ooh, uh, Johnny just got a new nickname. Please call me Grumple Gromit. <laughs> that's, uh, that's going on the list. <laughs> um... But yeah, yeah, they're, they're fun, man. It's just it, it's a little bit old school for my tastes. I mean, yeah, yeah. I I see the merits of it, and I like the characters. I think everything about the game is fucking cute and charming. I just you know I don't know. It's uh it's fine. I, I like the WiiWare one added slopes, which gives me a good segue just to make this whole thing about talking about that Mario Maker two uh, Nintendo Direct man. Holy shit! That How was charming does that game look? Holy fuck! <laughs> My mouth was wide open the whole time. Yeah, no, seriously. Johnny, I need you to get a Switch, because we need to all just share Mario Maker levels for the rest of our <laughs> lives. Like, the, the game just looks so good. Not only because of slopes, but slopes are a big part of it. <laughs> and you, you get to slide in things. <laughs> oh, yeah, you can use the dry bone shell as a little boat to go through lava. <laughs> oh, my God. And you can act like a dead dry bones. Mm-hmm. Yep. So no, cool. I'm, I'm like all in on it, and you know, I thought I would never be all in on something like that again. I'm just like, cause, man, Super Mario Maker, talk about a time suck. <laughs> it's like, man, I got kids now, but I'm still gonna buy that shit. <laughs> like, I'm gonna play the shit out of that, man. It, I know it's gonna be infuriating, but that four-player racing mode looks fun as hell. Yeah, <laughs> that actually does look fucking excellent. Like, you know, they're opening it up to multiplayer. They added the Mario 3D World aesthetic with cat suits and shit. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. Uh, it it just looks so Bonsai fucking charming. Come up from the background. Oh. Yeah. Uh, and 
I don't know, you know, for all those Simpsons fans out there, they use the word embiggen yes. in yes. the presentation. <laughs> it's like, you know, you can embiggen an enemy with a super mushroom. I'm like, hold up, 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 up. I need to pause that for a minute. Like, <laughs> I'm not the only one who heard the word embiggen, am I? <laughs> it's like yeah. blew up on Twitter. Oh, yeah, what a sure cromulent enough. game. Exactly. <laughs> Super Mario Maker 2, it's a perfectly cromulent game. Uh, arguably more cromulent than Bubble Bobble Plus, <laughs> um, which was oh, a fine definitely. game. A fine, fine game for WiiWare and uh, in some form uh, Xbox Live Arcade. I mean, you know, uh, there's, there's not much to say about it. You know Bubble Bobble. You know Bubble Bobble with slightly different graphics and, uh, and some slopes. You know, it's five bucks. And now you can't have it because uh, they don't have <laughs> Xbox Live Arcade isn't a thing anymore either, is it? Like, I don't think um, so. God damn it! <laughs> like, you know, we shouldn't be re- you know we should be revolting against this, man. You know, ten you years know, ago, I, some companies I, put in minimal effort to make charming new games, <laughs> and I want to keep rewarding them with my five bucks. I do think they've had some kind of backwards compatibility with some of the Xbox Live games. Okay. On the Xbox One. That's good. We need to look up and see if it applies to Bubble Bubble Neo. (laughs) And if it doesn't, we're going to raise hell. Because, you know, I bought my Xbox One for two reasons TV and Bubble Bubble Neo uh, from the (laughs) Xbox Live Arcade. So, you know, make it happen, Xbox, you TV loving sons of bitches. Um,. But yeah, man, uh, Jesse has taken a commanding lead in this game. Let's see if John can make up this six-point gap with our final game of the night.
All right, fellas. So in the American localization of this game, the main character is voiced by Faith No More singer Mike Patton. Well, you both got it, and Johnny's had less opportunity to talk tonight. So, Johnny, tell him what the game is. <laughs> this is uh, that remake of Bionic Commando. I think it had a slightly different name, but no. it does uh, this. Oh, no, is it just called Bionic Commando? It's just called Bionic Commando, and it's not a remake. It's actually a sequel. <laughs> oh, <you know. laughs> good enough, John. Bionic Commando 2009. Um, yeah, I, you know, I don't know much about this one besides the fact that it's a 3D Bionic Commando, which sounds cool, 
But I get the feeling it probably, you know, like that swinging probably left something to be desired. Like swinging's cool in two dimensions back on the NES. But uh, I get the feeling this game was probably unwieldy as shit. Um, was it, and it you was get to play 3D? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, yeah, I cannot imagine yeah. playing Bind Commando in full 3D. That doesn't sound great at all. Uh, you know, I mean, I like swinging in games. Like, you know, the new Spider-Man on PlayStation 4 has, uh, mm -hmm. you know, reminded me of that. It's fucking dope. This ain't that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is, uh, you know, a Bionic Commando, you know, new version for PlayStation 3. Like, I guarantee you they didn't put as much time into making it feel cool swinging around as Nathan Spencer as uh, whoever made Spider-Man <laughs> did for uh, Spider-Man. And, yeah, you're playing as cool, edgy, uh, cool dude Nathan Spencer. Uh, he's got dreadlocks and a tank top, and he's voiced by Mike Patton. Um, I mean, what else? What more can I say? <laughs> like, Who's Mike Patton again? He's a guy from Faith No More. Oh, um, that guy. Oh, that guy. Yeah, he's actually a pretty cool musician. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. Mike Patton does video game voiceovers? <laughs> like, what doesn't Mike Patton do? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, he's cool. Uh, Nathan Spencer got to be in Marvel vs. Capcom 3 because of this game. Uh, so that's something. Like, you know, that's there actually you really the only thing I know him from <laughs> in any extensive way. He frustrates me as a character to fight against in Marvel vs. Capcom 3. Because uh, you could really do some annoying range shit with uh, that fucking bionic arm. Um, but yeah. Uh,. Yeah, I don't know. It seems like it could be cool, but I guarantee you it's not. Like, you know, how how could it be? Like, it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, do you, th do you think Capcom thought they were relaunching the series with this one? <laughs> or was it just, uh, you know, they caught some guy working on this while he should have been making, like, Lost Planet 2. And they're like, oh, okay, well, fine. <laughs> what are you doing? Fine. Yeah. Hey, I, yeah, that swing doesn't look too bad. Make a game out of it. Uh... <laughs> Have you ever heard of Castlevania 64? Yeah. Let's just do that. I'm in. <laughs> so, Jesse, did you play this then? Is it that bad? <laughs> no, no, no. I have no. Ooh. I just assumed swinging 3D and I yeah. assumed Castlevania 64 yeah. with that whip. You're going to go to the immediate worst place possible. <laughs> like, you fire the arm and you have to control it with the joystick and you lose track of it really easily. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's probably what happens. But you know, the, the only thing I do like about uh, you know the whole you know world of Bionic Commando and Nathan Spencer and Super Joe is that they work for the Tactical Arms and Security Committee (TASC). And I'm like, okay, so you know, in any other game that would just be like some weapons type thing, but this game is literally a game about guys with bionic arms. <laughs> so yeah, you know. Is that a is that a committee that just gives guys bionic arms? <laughs> like, yes, I th I think it has to be. <laughs> Which also begs the question of why Nintendo can't get this as a crossover for arms. Like, it seems like it just writes itself. You know, super edgy dreadlock Mike Patton guy Nathan Spencer shows up and starts boxing with Nintendo's colorful characters. It needs to happen. Um, but yeah. Uh, and that, and really, the, the question is, do you get to kill Hitler again? Like, is Hitler back to life? Do you get to blow his fucking head off? You know, I don't know. 
because who would know? Because who played this? But <laughs> I had to include it because I mean, fucking delicious Bionic Commando remixes, and uh, the, sc- the screenshots make it look like it could be fairly just serviceable, you know? Right, that's what I'm saying. Like it it might be a fun game. It doesn't look terrible, but the screenshots I bet don't convey how probably not particularly fun it is to do this 3D swinging. Like, you know, maybe they nailed it. I don't know. I, I hope they did. It'd be cool if they if they did. But given that this didn't like go on to be anything else, that like Nathan Spencer is a 2009 relic, I'm betting this didn't really achieve what they set out to achieve. That's just you know, it's, I'm just spitballing here. Um, but yeah, um, it's an interesting game. It's got a great soundtrack. It's got Mike Patton in it for some reason. And uh, yeah, let's just have it, man. If not Bionic Commando for ARMS, Bionic Commando for Smash. I I demand it practically. You know, just uh, you know, stage filling attacks and swinging. It, it seems like it'd be, you know, just, oh, perfect fit. You should start a petition. Yeah, dude, petitions, they do everything. It's yeah. great. Like, you know, if you're upset about something, starting a petition is such a good idea. <laughs> oh, I love it, man. Like, me and my 1990, uh, like my 20,000 friends, are totally gonna get them to change Game of Thrones season eight. Like it's gonna happen, man. I got a good feeling about this. Have you ever started a petition and found yourself to be the only signer on it? Because I have. Oh no! <laughs> I want to know what that petition was. <laughs> when Quantum, <laughs> when oh, Quantum, God. Leap, when Quantum Leap was released on DVD, they replaced all the original score with like Muzak versions of the That's songs. Dumb. And so yes. I started a blog saying "Save Quantum Leap" and started a petition. And nobody signed it. Damn! I would have if I would have known about that. Then I would have signed it. Yeah, why didn't you tell me, man? I, I would have signed it just to support you. <laughs> but, uh, uh, what I a cause! You, I think you and I knew, <laughs> would knew like this isn't gonna happen. <laughs> I even wrote a letter to yeah. Universal and got a letter back on like Universal letterhead. What did nice. it say? Like, <laughs> it said music no. rights or something. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Like we're this not is doing Scott Bakula. Please do not contact me again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will be forced to take expensive. legal action. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, yeah, man. Nice, uh, nice job on that, John. <laughs> really, really, you know, getting out there for a good cause. <laughs> uh, I mean, at least it wasn't, you know. Like, uh, at least he didn't petition the government to have Game of Thrones remade or Last Jedi have all the women edited out of it or whatever the fuck people use petitions for these days. Like, I really, you know, last thing I'll say on petitions, I really just hate seeing, like, Twitter. It's like, online petition gains 20,000 signatures. It's like, uh huh. And how many millions of people went and saw The Last Jedi and had no issue with it? Like, yeah. I don't give a fuck if there's 20,000 scumbags online. Like, <laughs> that's. You know, I can create 20,000 fake email addresses and sign my own petition. So, you know, anyway. Like, uh, would you make them up, like, with, like, yourself? Or would you use some kind of program? Oh, Cause yeah. Because like, 20,000 names to, like, come up with, like, that's that'd be, that'd be hard for a while, you know? It's pretty easy, man. John Harrington. Bon Harrington, Con Harrington, Don Harrington, Fong Harrington. You know, it it writes itself, and then once you go through the alphabet a couple That's of like times, seven. Yeah, I'm, I I didn't feel like doing the whole alphabet. But I'm just saying, you update. Well, that would be twenty six. One letter at a time. Out of twenty thousand. Yeah, 
Yeah. There's enough letters. You can update my name in various ways. See, yeah. first you change, can... you change the first letter. You do that. Then mm -hmm. you change the O and John to an A and change the first letter again, right? Then yeah. you change that to an E and change the first letter again. You can really, it'll, you'll get there. It's not that hard. Yeah. You think you get twenty thousand? Yes. Yeah. And then for the okay. email addresses, that's so easy because if you have a Gmail, you can just put a plus after like the first part of your email address, and it still goes to that same email address. So this is my, exactly. What I did to get us nominated for World's Greatest Podcast the first year that we started the podcast. <laughs> yeah. I guess you could just they had a it. Facebook poll running. I created 40 fake Facebook accounts <laughs> and got us on the ballot. <laughs> oh, my God. That's amazing. Yep. I had free time, and I made some British media company read our name as part of a nominations of, like, best world's best podcast. Uh <laughs> It was pretty great, man. Anyway, Bionic Commando. Bionic Commando 09, not the world's greatest podcast. Possibly a serviceable game? I don't know. We're going to have to revisit. I'm sure it's available outside of the PlayStation Store. It hasn't been deleted uh, and like wiped from history. Um, but anyway, Johnny, I don't even think we need the calculated computer since Jesse got every single game right. I think we just need to declare tonight's winner. Fuck you, John. <laughs> Calculating computer activated. I'm just trying to say that Yoshi's cookie is pretty good and you match cookies. Can I say that? Can I? No? <laughs> like, fuck, man. Scoring complete. This game's winner is... Jesse Moore. Wow, Jesse. Setting the bar high for all future installments of the Game That Tune Gems Showdown by getting every single game correct. <laughs> uh, what a win. What a night. Uh, give us your uh, your victory speech, man. Hold up those belts. Well, it was uh, very spectacular. Um, I would like to thank my uh, opponent, uh, the tomato can. That was uh, Johnny. Um, did you sure added color to the, the match um, I was uh, really impressed um, with that one penis you drew yeah um, 10 games only one penis yeah but gems that's this is a really cool idea a good episode all right cool yeah thanks that's all I was looking for validate me Jesse um, <laughs> yeah <laughs> We'll have to, uh, you know, we'll have to possibly look into making this, uh, you know, maybe not a monthly feature, but uh, you know, a more, uh, more frequent feature going forward. I like, uh, I like playing a little bit more music and just kind of keeping things moving. You know, somehow we came in well under our normal show length. So, um, thank you everybody for listening. Uh, you know, what a night it's been. Thanks for everybody watching along live with us. We're live on Wednesday nights. YouTube, Facebook, twitch.tv slash game that tune. Join us in our Discord server and chat along with us. Uh, and, you know, on these gem nights, you're welcome to join and guess along with us because Johnny could have used the help. Yeah. Um, thank you to everybody listening in podcast forms. Uh, our podcast comes out Wednesday mornings in iTunes or anywhere you get your podcasts, and we appreciate you listening there. Thanks to everybody checking out patreon.com slash game that tune. If you checked out patreon.com slash game that tune, you already know what GTT Gems is. It's our, month it's our monthly 
uh, look back at video game music from 30, 20, and 10 years ago. Uh, I've been producing it solo lately, but I would love to start getting it more uh, you know, on the reg and involving more guys. Uh, but yeah, it's just a fun opportunity to listen to more video game music, which is pretty much the you know, entire mission statement of the Patreon uh, of the Game That Tune Patreon. So yeah, um, check us out there. We got other fun stuff. We're working on those movie commentaries. We got to get those going again. We got live games streaming from time to time. We got Jesse's covered up series. We got good stuff. So patreoncom tune. Special thanks to our super fan tier producers, Alex Messenger, Lance Revere, Damian Beckles, Bradford Stevens, all fantastic guys, and we appreciate your support. Um, and yeah, man, uh, I think uh, you know you just gotta bring us home, Jesse. So we, uh, I don't know if we planned uh, like an outro for this show. Did you, uh, did you bring some bonus tunes of some kind for this? <laughs> well, I was. I had no idea it was a competition until like an hour before the show. And there was a, a tweet that said, I was like, whoa, I mean, this is an awesome idea, but right. I should. Um, so, no bonus music. Uh. Yeah. So, uh, I guess for bonus tunes, you know, we really, uh, since, you know, normally we close out Game That Tune Gyms with some tunes from, uh, from that, a. That Watto song? <laughs> yes. <laughs> with tunes from a modern game. Uh, I would say we should play a 2019 game, but the only game that's really on the May 2019 radar is uh, Team Sonic Racing, and that's not out yet. So yeah, we're going home with Watto humming the Cantina theme, <laughs> and we greatly appreciate all you guys uh, listening. And we'll see you next week for the uh, for the regular game that tune show. Peace out, everybody. <laughs> The figure and Dan and the modal nodes have been a band for like a really long time. Possibly. <laughs> uh, we'll discuss that more after these copyrights. Operation Wolf is copyright 1989 Taito Corporation. Ridge Racer R4 is copyright 1999 Namco. Super Mario Brothers Deluxe is copyright 1999 Nintendo of America Incorporated. Ape Escape is copyright 1999 Sony Computer Entertainment. Puzzle Kingdoms is copyright 2009 Infinite Interactive. Patapon 2 is copyright 2009 Sony Computer Entertainment. Adventure Island The Beginning is copyright 2009 Hudson Soft. Punch-Out is copyright 2009 Nintendo of America Incorporated. Bubble Bobble Plus is copyright 2009 Tyco Corporation. Bionic Commando is copyright 2009 Capcom Company Limited. It is Game That Tune, and we are back in the house once oh, again. Hold on. And Somehow. we're holding on. <laughs> Somehow I was not connected to the right sound device. <laughs> wow, John. So, let's just start that over. 
No, oh, don't, let's not restart the recording. I'm just gonna start the theme again. Okay. Should they the gems have like weird like like the arpeggio gem, you know, like <laughs> the fallen gems. <laughs> Oh yeah, God, we need to define the Infinity Stones of Game That Tune. God, this is getting out of hand. It's amazing. <laughs> the Space Gym. Uh, <laughs> David really missed out. The Hot Take Gym. The <laughs> Tim Allen Gym. The what? Gym. Oh yeah. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> I don't think I can lift its penis, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Yeah, the six? old snake penis gym. 